I'll probably go last because I'm the only one who has kids, so that's probably gonna be a long ass discussion. <laughs> oh wow, you're yeah, you're the dad of the group. <laughs> yeah. I'm like shit. I can't I can't say the wrong thing because my mom is sensitive. <laughs> my mom is sensitive too, but I'll just be coming at her, bro. To be honest. Yeah, I come at her too, but this is. <laughs> but then again, this I'm gonna be recorded. I'm the only... I don't even know if I said it like that. But I was trying to go for that. Um, my bad. I was still writing shit down, but I, I, I'm down to start right now. All right. Well, hello. Welcome to the Code Ninety Nine Podcast. What are we gonna unlock today? This your boy Carlton Giles with my co-host Myron and Rodney. How y'all doing today, guys? Doing good. Fantastic, bro. Yeah, you know it's funny. We've been so consistent. I felt like I just talked to y'all. Like it felt like it felt like since the last episode. It felt like I just talked to y'all. <laughs> like, How y'all been since then? <laughs> I've been good, man. Like I, I like I just recorded a podcast and yeah, I've been chilling. <laughs> Any more push-ups, Sprad? Any? Yeah, I just had my chest day yesterday, so I'm I'm a I'm a little sore, but it's part of the progress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been um I've been having my own goals right with my fitness. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm on the road to recovery right now. I have some back issues, but uh. About to make some tough decisions in the next coming weeks, but as for right now, I've been uh starting small, giving myself a push up challenge. Got to do seventy three hundred for the year, but I'm gonna surpass that. You know, it's very small. Anyone could do the math and realize it's not that much. But you know, <laughs> I got in my position, man. We gotta start small and then work our way up. You know what I mean? Anybody been watching new shows? Any 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 shows that I've been watching? I, I don't know if you guys uh, got, uh put on or have seen it yet. Um, I just saw the first two episodes of Wandavision. I mean, I rewatched them because you know I'm a, watch, I'm, about that. I'm a I'm a Marvel junkie, so I'm a nerd <laughs> like that. So I just watched them for like the second time. Um, yeah, really cool show. How was that show? Uh, really cool, really weird. Um, I'm excited to see what happens really next. Weird. Nah, it's really weird, bro. Because um, you said, did Disney, you say Wonder right? Woman? It's a Disney Plus. Yeah, it's called Wandavision. Wandavision. Um, it's it's a show. Um, the, it takes Wanda, uh, Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch from the movies, Wanda Maximoff. To us, uh, it's her own show with Vision. Okay. Now, if you've seen Endgame or Infinity War, you know Vision is he's done. He's dead. So yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's been two years, right? Does it count? No, it doesn't count. No, Wanda Vision. Okay, I just looked it up now. Oh, that's yeah, good reviews, it's though. It, nah, it's it's really cool. Like because. I mean, like, I don't want to spoil it too much or, like, what's his based on uh, uh, or anything like that. But it's just, it's really dope to see, like, um, the when they, the nitty-gritty of, like, how they, it's shot and stuff like that. Because, like, it, it's mimicking a whole bunch of, like, old, um, like, old TV sitcoms. Like, I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. At least in these first two episodes and stuff like that. And Dick, Van Dyke, yeah, Dick Van Dyke Show. So, it's shot, like, on that wide, like, that whole wide camera and stuff like that. But then when, like shit starts like getting weird like it changes to like modern like how you shoot modernly and it's pretty cool and uh, like all the tidbits and all the uh the marvel um easter eggs are like in there too which is mm. cool 
It's cool. It's cool. And you know, plus stuff. it hasn't been. We haven't seen anything like MCU wise, like Marvel wise, like in over yeah, a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. So yeah, since the Endgame, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. It's, it's cool. It was cool to see like that logo, the Marvel logo, go through the to the through the TV. It was cool. It was comforting. <laughs> it's been the hot minute, man. Yeah, they had to take some time after that. You know, that was a great storyline, culminating over the years. So it was good that they took a break. No, nah, I think so. I think it was. A, yeah, I think it was a blessing in disguise for them to like just have the year pause. Mm-hmm. So, but besides that, two movies a year, right? Marvel. They were doing two movies a year, um, until Infinite War, and then uh, no, Endgame, yeah, Endgame that had Endgame and the Spider Man. Then they were gonna start pushing three movies a year, and then everything started happening. Like they, like last year, they were gonna have two movies, and after that, it was gonna three every year, and then all this stuff happened. So this year, we're getting like technically four movies because we got the Black Widow, we got the Shang Chi. Uh, we got the Eternals, and then we got the Spider-Man in December. If it pans out, because I heard rumors about like on Twitter and stuff like that, that um, they might get they might push everything back again. The movies because it's not looking good. As long as the product is mm. good, I don't mind it being pushed back. Listen, I have no complaints, bro. Because I'm not gonna risk my safetyness for um just right. a movie. Unless it's like Iron Man four, I mean they're like swimmer in the hazmat suit, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, yeah. have you guys seen Lupin on Netflix? No, Lupin. Yeah, it's spelled Lupin, L U P I N, but it's Lupin French. You guys gotta check that out. It's only a five show series. Um, I'm not gonna give it away because it's very easy to get into, but definitely check it out if you want something new on. To watch. Okay. I'm like convincing my girl, and I'm like trying to give up very little details because, like I said, it's a very easy series to get into. I gotta check that basically, out. Basically, okay. I'll, I'll give you it's basically about a thief who's trying to avenge his father's death 25 years later. <laughs> okay. Classic revenge story. I like that. It is. I'm telling you, it's it's fucking good. Like, I don't want to give a description of the character because it'll give away, uh, the plot a little bit. But it, it it's it's good. Trust me. And I just finished up Ozark. I'm late to the to, to the fan show. I just finished Ozark. Uh, Ozark, man. I, I that's something I like. I, I like. It's in my back burner too. That and uh the Cobra Kai series. Uh, everyone's saying yeah, like it's really yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly been re- rewatching Mad Old stuff, especially since like HBO Max just like incorporated like um their like all the DC stuff on there. So like I've literally been watching Mad Old cartoons, like Wait, the Batman shows and stuff whoa, like that. So I didn't know that. You didn't know, bro? They literally like as of January first. I saw that back in like November, and like I forgot like when the New Year happened because everything uh, and whatnot. But January first, um, like all the DC cartoon shows, like most of them are on there. Like Justice League is not there yet, or Superman, but they definitely have Batman animated series. They have Batman Beyond on there. All that stuff. Whew, that's that's, that's dope. two of my favorite movies: The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Two of my favorite movies. Yeah, they, that that was a good time. Those those series of movies, and that was that was a big one. But thanks for putting me on. I didn't know that. I know Marvel's with Disney. I didn't know uh, HBO. Yeah, because HBO is owned by Turner, and Turner owns DC. Like, Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Brothers. I think it's Warner right, Brothers owns right, Turner okay. or like or that partnership or right, something right, like that. Right. But yeah, they they go hand in hand. Oh, I didn't know that. HBO Max about to take my money. <laughs> that yeah, that's why um 
um, what you call it? Most of those Warner Brothers Studio movies that because they announced like um back in November like you know, like right before um Wonder Woman came out like okay every movie that's supposed to come out is gonna come out on HBO for a month and we're gonna put it on theaters. Yeah, yep, makes sense. But the thing is like on on a month for it's gonna be on HBO. Yeah, for a did month you see Wonder movie. Woman? So you gotta catch it. I saw that. Oh shit. hell yeah! I got my review up. You saw my review? Oh up? shit! I think I did. I think I did see that up. I know I saw the other other shit um, you got up to. Um yeah, Wonder Woman was cool. It was alright. Nothing crazy. I'm mad that Gal Gadot got paid like, I think it was like five million Yo. in order for it to be put on HBO Max because she didn't want to put it on the streaming service. So it so Turner was uh, Warner Brothers was like, hey, she thought she was like, gonna make money in the theaters, bro. But here's the fucked up part: other actors like Will Smith and stuff that who have projects mm-hmm. with Warner Brothers did not get paid. So she was like looking like the only one who got paid oh, for that. No. So all their other movies are gonna be put on the platform, but they're not getting the same check that oh, so got she was smart enough to hustle for her money. So, yeah. yeah, don't she look like she there, was bro. like generated in the fucking lab? I was like, we're gonna make you a this fucking <laughs> actress look fucking perfect. <laughs> well, bro, you know them Israelis, bro. They gotta do army for two years and all that stuff. Like they gotta be fit and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of shit. I respect to that. She's too tall. She's too tall for yeah. me. Yo, did y'all um did y'all see there's a few shows I was watching, right? Um it's a shit called Tiny Pretty Things. I was watching with my girl. No. Um, that and Grand Army. Tiny Pretty Things. It's like um it's a really good show. It's about some ballerinas, but it's a lot of corruption in that shit too. It speaks on, you know, basically rape culture and just like uh you know what what people do behind the scenes and how how it formulates. It's only first seasons in, but it's pretty epic, pretty dramatic. Uh, I would recommend it. Grand Army, you know, speaks about the same things, but it's high school based. But it speaks on a lot of those, uh, you know, topics. You know, those hard topics that we we all having those conversations about today. We even still talk about terrorism and and like you know homosexuality and shit like that. Um, yeah, I just I just. You know, ran into this uh the show called uh, Fresh Off the Boat. It's by yeah, oh, that show's dope. I think Eddie Fresh Wong. Off the boat? Yeah, it's like um an Asian yeah. family moving to America and like starting their own business. Yep. Yo, I mean, when you see the parallels between like people's struggles and how they had to come up, like they, you know, it was it's amazing and and I recommend that for anybody to watch. It's a good comedy, but it's it's um it's also educational in a way. But it's dope. On what stream is Um, I watch it on Hulu. That's a yeah, that's but it's on ABC. ABC show, it's like so six seasons in. So you should be able yeah. to watch it on Hulu. Yeah, it's really cool. It's six places in the nineties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's like really you like see ideas. like appearances from Shaq. You see appearances from DMX. Uh, yeah, Rose. there's a lot of my the the best part of that show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. because <laughs> the 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 little the little Chinese dude spread it uh, in the I think it's a little Chinese. The main character is uh, his name is Eddie Huang in real life. Yeah, yeah, and he's um he mm-hmm. loves rap music, so he's like some little Asian dude who like likes hip hop and all that stuff. So he's yeah. jamming out to like all that classic stuff. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll like it. You'll like it. It's... Yeah, it's a fun show, man. It's a fun show. It's 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 on like it's like it's kind of like Blackish because like they started like they yep. started doing all them like shows like like correlate to people mm-hmm. of color and all that stuff, which is cool. That's true. It is like it's like an Asian Blackish. 
Yeah, the shit is crazy. I mean, it hits like hits some stereotypes. Blackish, but I've heard good things about Blackish. Blackish, Blackish oh I God. haven't seen it in a while, but in like that first couple of seasons, I bro, love, I, was I love Blackish. Broke. I love Blackish. That shit was so funny, and it's so like, yeah, it's so on point. And then um, it got it got so big that it got a few spinoffs. It got um. Blackish, Cronish. Right. She got mixish. Cronish, and then what's the other one? Oh, they're gonna do mixish, and they're gonna do oldish. And then they the even got Black AF, and that's with uh, Kenya Barris. Kenya I Barris know about is that. in it. That's like him, and it's like reality based, quote unquote reality based. It's like him and his fake family, but it's actually him. I did not Yo, know it got, got that, that big, big and he's hilarious. When you see it, because you know Anthony Innocent character is supposed to be him. It's like based off of Kenya Barris, so like it's like Kenya Barris actually being himself. And then, like, you give him a fake family that's supposed to be his children. But if you see how he acts, yo, bro, you will be cracking up. Like, yo, this, it's like he's, like, ignorant, like, to the nth degree. But, like, he's like that, you know what they say, the, the nigga rich or hood rich or whatever you want to call it. But, like, it's in, mm-hmm. like, the purest way. But it's funny as fuck, bro. Like, you got to see that shit. Oh, man. That shit had me cracking up. Blackish. Damn, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, I really good. It is a lot of shit. Nah, it's, it, it, but it's worth it, bro. Because it's like, like I said, it's like so. It's like, what's it called? What's that word? Um, I'm looking for. Damn, it's not fourth wall breaking, but like, it's like so, like, aware of itself. That's what I'm looking. Yeah, it's like so aware of itself. So like, and it'll hit topics that you like, you know, like it has to hit. Like, you know, it's a show about like a black family, so like, it's gonna hit. Yeah. And just to finish it off, I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but shout outs to the show, The Shy. And Survivor's Remorse. I watched both of them shits too. Shot is really good. It's still going. Shy. Yeah, man. I heard the shot. It's still going. Survivor Remorse ended. It got it got canceled. But um, from the series I had, it's actually gonna. I'm actually gonna bring up some uh some good topics for future episodes from this episode from uh, from the series. So uh, remember that. And um, but just shout out to the shot, man. It's a great series. Keep it going. I'm waiting to see what's next next season. But um, anyone heard about that James Harden trade, huh? <laughs> we all agree that the Nets might win the East, right? Yeah, it's looking pretty good right now. Because I honestly, I'm standing on my ground. I'm like, uh, uh, I think the Cooper Giannis, he he don't got it in him to pull it out. No, he don't. Not not against them three. I don't know what's gonna happen with uh Kyrie. He's obviously been up and down, but he obviously know what he's doing. Um, I'm not gonna say nothing bad about him, but if antics keep up, he probably will get traded. By the way, that team is bro. They're looking, they're looking good. <laughs> yo, um, the the they were talking about on Twitter like yo, just trade um Kyrie for Westbrook and get him back together, get the band saying. back together. Since before they got back together, I've been wanting them to come. Yo, if anybody look at those teams, first of all, they was all drafted together. If they stayed together, they there would have been no Golden State. There would have been no Splash Brothers. It would have been them three. They would have been the big three, all drafted together. If they come back together at this point, it looks like a super team. But in all honesty, they weren't MVPs they weren't, when they were no, together. They, together, they, they all, all got drafted together. together. So it's like, don't come back together. We need Reg- if Jeff... Jeff- Jeff Green's on that team. That means we got to get the Reggie Jackson's back. We got to get the Ibaka's back. We got to get... There got Jeff Green. Get Jeff Green back. Get my boy Russ. Maybe get <laughs> Cephalosha. I don't know. Cephalosha. Wow. Throwback. <laughs> Perkins could be the assistant coach. The defensive... 
the defensive Big coach. Facts. You stupid. And then just give Scott Brooks lifetime uh, tickets to their games. They, you know, <laughs> Scott Brooks. I'm going to see right next to the coach's bench. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, it's a, you know, all right. Well, with this trade, with the pieces they got now, with Kyrie, Harden, and, and Durant, first of all, Durant looking like he never got injured. He looks so. better. This is the best Kevin Durant I Bro. ever fucking seen. He's on the he now nah, he looks what it is just rest. That's what you think? Like, all right, cool. He got hurt and they recover and rested, and he's just like, fuck it. You know, his, his game out. doesn't call for him to use a lot of energy either. Like his game is so smooth. He's not like trying to run through people. He's not using too much strength. He's just seriously dribbling, nah. take a couple, one move, two pull move, up. pull up. Like he, you said, yeah, like <laughs> he does it effortlessly, man. It's just Bro, he's Yo, looking he looks disgusting godly. right now, bro. That man looks godly out there. <laughs> and his man. defensive IQ is up there too. Like he's he's been. It's not saying oh he over here playing lockdown defense, but he definitely he definitely know how to like read those passing lanes. He definitely know how to like read and react. He's doing a lot better. So you you know what it reminds me of? Just to Come a on. different uh, obviously it's a different situation. We all know how great LeBron is, but when LeBron was Miami and that certain system, certain players around him, you really seen like LeBron at his best. Yeah, and yeah. like Kevin Durant, not that he wasn't great in uh Golden State, <clears throat> but we always knew that he has it on his mind that I have to live up to his expectations. Obviously, capture that first chip, and then this is also Stephen Curry's team. So now it's yeah. his own team. Everything runs through him and. Damn, like this man is averaging damn near thirty-one points. I think like fifty-four percent field goal. I think like 40, 45 from three. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-five percent from three, bro. I know, like, no, bro. To be honest, the other day I was I, looking I, at I gotta look game it up and to he be was exactly. Like, that'll be easy. It was like, nice thing, man. He he skyrocketed, but then you add James Harden. Who's you know a triple double threat any night? Well, on top of that, he could score thirty any night, and on top of that, he could get ten assists any night. So either way, he's going to be a threat to the team if he and if he's off shooting wise. He wait, got wait, Kyrie. sorry to cut you off, Carlson, but yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant is shooting forty eight percent from three. God what? Damn. Got it. Yo, yeah. what? <laughs> no. I had to get those the exact number. Forty eight. <laughs> that is un- yeah. yo, that's unheard of. Yeah, I don't like all right. Salute to that. <laughs> Salute to that. So you already know what Hart is doing when he can't score. He passes yeah, this too because most likely half the time he gonna make the basket. And then on the other side you got Kyrie. He is, you know. He's a wild card. You don't know if he's going to play or not, how he's going to act or not. But we do know he's going to ball out. He could definitely ball out. And I think the, I think the good the thing about down? the team. Nah. Um, as far as production-wise, no. He he helps them. But, I know, antics off the court, we, you know, that that's yet to be seen. We got to see. You know, because honestly, I think that part of it was all antics. It's just try to not to make him dry, um, tradable. You know, part of it, and then um, so now that they got all the pieces, I, I don't see him really becoming a problem, becoming an issue, unless he wants more touches. But 
I, I don't think he brings the team down. I think I think that team's stronger with him, with them. Well, all three of them is just. Can he, he handle being the number three? I don't know, bro. Someone on Twitter said he went from being LeBron's Robin basically, to being James Harden and Kevin basically. Durant's but Alfred. I think I think with this team because they're all scorers and they're all shooters. Like uh, they they're gonna have their turns having a good game, like having that off game, and then I think they're really gonna be selfish as far as um, the rest of the team goes. They ain't gonna give them the ball. It's gonna be them three scoring, and the rest of the team is gonna play defense. Did, yeah, did, that's exactly what they need to do, though. That's it. Yeah, he and needs James to Harden be the primary because he's he's a playmaker most of the game, and, and, and that's where and that's where yep. Kyrie and, yep. and Kevin Durant is gonna get their points off of too. Because he he got dish it out to them. James Harden is great mm-hmm. at pen, penetrating the um the defense, and once he gets out, he could dish it out to anyone. He he has great core vision when it comes to that, and they go all shoot. So it really could work out in all their favors. And and they and then you got DeAndre Jordan who cut and get to the basket real quick, and then you got Jeff Green who could. Yeah, Kyrie had to be serious. Kyrie just got to be serious, man. And they uh, and so they wait, could so really easily agree, compete with the Lakers and maybe even win the chip. Not trade. So this is what I would say. I would say either way, it's a one-one situation for them because if you keep him, he's gonna be good, and if you do have to trade him, you're gonna get good trade value for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're gonna get James either Harden role players or players by themselves like, are great. So, but if you could get someone, you know, uh, you you could get a great piece around around Kyrie. A night, mm-hmm. another, like another center since you lost. Um, yeah, they need another Allen Allen or, like, or another shooter or another player yeah. who plays defense. So like, they're good. They're good, bro. Either way, Kyrie's still yep. an asset. It's a great problem. To have. So it's a great problem. I want that problem. Yes, exactly. You're in a great position, bro. You're a threat regardless. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they, they just became it. the favorites. We got to see how it plays out, how chemistry plays out. But when it comes to the playoff time, when it comes to they definitely got to. My my thing. I'm just excited to see if Giannis actually put like you know. Did y'all see that game on the day? Belt and like puts in some work, bro, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Milwaukee. I've seen, seen some of it. No, I, I, it. I watched some of it. I haven't even seen the yeah. highlights. They either. pulled out. The Nets pulled out, but Giannis on his own. They need more. The Milwaukee yeah, Bucks. Giannis won. can't do it on his own. No one. They gotta. They gotta get this thing out. Like nobody can do it on their own. Nobody can do it on their own. Jordan never did it on his own. I don't want to. I don't want to hear any more fuck, uh, LeBron on smack talk because the fact that KD had. There were two big threes, and LeBron struggled <laughs> to just try to get my, like the like the 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 salary cap in Miami to work to have him Wade and Boston. Uh, point blank period, point blank period. Nobody could do it on their own. No. So Giannis is not doing it on his own. That's why he lost to Miami. Miami didn't have superstars. And I still don't think Jimmy Butler's a superstar. He's a great player. He's an all star, but a superstar. Those are people who could carry a team. The team carried themselves. You understand? And he was just a part of it. He led that. So I respect them for that, but like, it, but it's a team effort yes. at the end of the day. You can't do it on your own. So Giannis ain't gonna make it nowhere, especially when it comes down to crunch time. Where everybody tired when it's like game six. Everybody know your sets. Everybody know this, and now it's one on one play, and it's just you. They're closing up the paint, and you ain't got nobody else besides Chris Milton. Then you got to deal with three a three headed monster. You ain't gonna win that. You need help. Does Giannis' flaws in his game prove that? You need a guard, a wing, because if you think about it, everybody wants him to improve his shooting. 
I'm pretty sure Giannis puts in a lot of fucking work. It may not just happen. It may not happen. He may never become a decent, respectable shooter. So that leads him basically being a more modernized big, which means most of his games are going to be inside the paint. So he may just have to accept, you're a fucking big. I know you want to be this transcendent kind of wing, do-it-all kind of player. You're just a big, and you're going to need, like, you're going to need, like, a James Harden or maybe a Bradley fucking Bill. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I don't he's I mean, not a KD. Again, nobody... He's not a KD. Giannis will never be a KD. You're not going to. Yeah, he's not. He's. I think you said it before. He's more like a modern-day Shaq. He is. As far as dominance goes. I mean, obviously, Shaq wasn't, like, a perimeter player and driving, like, Giannis's. But as far as dominance goes versus everybody in the NBA, but yeah, what they like, do he's pound for pound. What Shaq did yeah. best then, nobody was fucking with him then. And what Giannis do best now, no one is fucking with him. Yeah, regardless, they can say, "Oh, he all he do is drive to the basket and dunk." Yes. No one could stop it. So why would you? Why would you stop? Why would he stop? Well, so no like, one's stopping. Yeah, he do so, need someone exactly. to help him on the perimeter for sure. But it's not going to be Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton again. He, he's like, he's great. He could he could get you your points because he could score. But certain players are are good for like uh you know being a third scorer. Yo, they or need Bradley. Fuck all They need someone else. might be a good one. I don't know. Bradley Bill might be a good one. I know they don't got pieces probably, but they need Bradley Bill. That's it. I think Giannis was uh he messed up trying to show this damn loyalty. I mean, I respect loyalty, but come on. Do you want to be loyal or you want to win, bro? Like, this is the NBA. Any team will let you go in a heart. The minute you show less value, you're gone. There's no loyalty to you. Yep. You gotta, you know, you gotta stop letting the ego, stop letting the media, stop letting everybody dictate how you're gonna feel and what decisions you gotta make. Cause I'm sure if he had the real chance of not really giving a shit, he would have been on another team already. But now he gotta show loyalty to his team, show loyalty to the fan, whatever. All right, cool. Right after, I'm sure he regretted and seeing his team, he fucked up. Cause he, well, he got another like five years now. Yeah. Like whatever he has, like. I got a good team for him. Yep. Flip him to Golden State. Trade for who? Yo, I'm sorry, but you better give up playing Draymond. They will. They will ask for like Wiseman. Oh yeah, that's, that's wild, it, it, bro. No, well, to be honest, it you depends bro- you on broke how up they the core. Then. The core that makes beast. that team. That's what I'm saying. A pick and roll with the two of them? What? Yeah, that'd be beast. You got. You probably like the ultimate shooter, and then like this fucking dominant. Yeah, um, um, that'd oh, be... no. you said it right. Maybe, maybe instead of Clay and Draymond, maybe Draymond and Wise Wiseman. Yeah, Draymond Wiseman and Eric Paschal, whatever his name. Is. I see that before... Wiseman, Draymond, Drew Holiday, Middleton. That's still like a four, four, five, six seed in the East, maybe. And like. Your draft picks until twenty thirty type shit. Yeah, twenty thirty. Because I can't really see him on any other team. You're not gonna trade Giannis for like Prozingis. Well, yeah, you're not gonna trade Giannis for like Prozingis or something. Yeah. Do, um, do Miami have assets? To... Yeah, I thought they were yeah, trying to get Miami. Miami. Yeah, they were trying. I don't know what they're gonna do. They need to chill out. Miami yeah. is in a predicament. They didn't really get better, but they didn't get worse either. He said they need to chill out. <laughs> no, they don't up. need to make no... I mean, I think the next move don't need to be no other mediocre guy because if you're going to trade too much for 
Like, I'm sorry, yo. I love Bradley Bill. He's a great scorer, but he's not leading my team. You understand? Like, if you're going to trade your pieces that made you who you are, it better be for someone who could lead a team on their own. All right. I became a Bradley Bill believer. No, I always respected his game, but I'm like, is he really that guy that's going to take you to the next level? Which is how I feel about Devin Booker. I think Bradley Bill can, man. I think this kid is serious. Like, I think he can get shit done. Think so? I, we still got to wait for the season to pan up because this is the first time. Well, it's, it's, I don't know, like, because he got the ball, like he got the the team, right. like officially, like when John Wall hasn't been playing no? since last year. But like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think he has that spark. Like he can play, I don't think he can carry though. No, because you you gotta have a certain, you gotta carry yourself a certain way. He does, and I know he does it quietly. Don't get me wrong. He lets his game talk. Speak you himself, know what? That's like, not about something, like, exactly that's missing. The same with Giannis. He just okay. Yeah, he 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 can play. I mean, but he just. I don't know, like there's, there's something missing, and you have you need to have it. I don't think um Bradley Beal is, is there yet, or he hasn't shown it to us yet, you know? Because maybe he maybe he sucks up subconsciously knows that he's just not on a compete uh, contending team, so he's just playing his role. Like, mm. oh, I'm just gonna be the star of the team and okay. drop buckets. Now he would kill in Miami, though. <laughs> he would. He would do. He no, would no. do his thing in Miami. In a regular season, he would kill. I, I get, but y'all talking about the playoffs? It's a whole nother. He he would he would definitely make the team nah, better because you got to think only about on this like way. Everything you, got, you have stuff. to compare to yeah. like the Nets at this point. Like <laughs> you putting Bradley Bill on Miami, would that would that really compete with the Nets? Yeah. I don't know. Nope. I don't no, so. no, I don't think so. <laughs> to, to, James Harden and KD are just too deadly, bro. Like that, like. I know people are saying like, "Oh, I'm not scared of the Nets or whatever." Like, it's different. I think it's it's a different beast that you gotta play with because um, they might be good defensively, Miami, but KD KD is a, a animal and a beast of his own. Where you gotta change, you gotta. Yo, James Harden, James James Harden be slipping up. Who knows? Bam could probably hold that down for a couple possessions. I don't, you know, off the. I see off. Bam guarding KD, but. <laughs> You probably got Jimmy. Yeah, who's, gar- guard who's guarding? Who's guarding James Harden? But I mean, it's it's all it's all like good defensive matchups. But on the other side of things, it's it's gonna be like how what happened with um with Miami versus the Lakers. Like this, you're gonna see the experience come out. You're gonna see certain things just overpower that team. You got you got KD and you got James Harden in their prime right now. Regardless if Kyrie's gonna be there or not, he's still like you know. A lethal scorer, so it really. I don't want to say nothing too early because we got to see how the chemistry plays out. Because obviously, that's what that's what Miami, you know, they dominate. And even though they slow, they they've been playing slow. They're not even like in the playoff race right now. They've been playing slow, but what they uh, but that's more COVID shit. Yeah, you know, certain plays. Um, but that's what they're known for. They're known for their chemistry. And if they if they run with chemistry 100% down pack, it's going to be hard to beat them. But it's also, regardless of what's going to happen, it's going to be hard to beat that the Brooklyn Nets team. Um, I just want to put this out there, right? For this whole trade, it was a blockbuster trade. The Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Roddy and Curex, Dante Exum, and four unprotected draft picks. Um, four Four unprotected first round pick swaps. The Nets got um, 
James Harden and the Pacers got Karis LeVert and the 2023 second round pick from Houston. There were some things about Karis LeVert as well. They said on a cyst around his kidney. Yeah. He's um he has oh, to go get that checked out. You know, you know, prayers to him. Hope everything's okay. Nobody wants to see that happening. But um say he do get back on the court soon. I'm sure he's gonna be a beast in Indiana. That's a good look, man. I'm happy. I'm happy for Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo got, you know, he got some good plays around him and John Wall and Demarcus Cousins now. That's a good, nice little mini big three where you got Christian Wood as well. Christian Wood might take Demarcus Cousins' spot though. That's what it was looking like. I think all teams won in this trade though. No, I, I feel like uh, that's of Indiana. Houston lost. I mean, you're gonna lose if you you're gonna lose if you lose James Harden. You know, you cannot replace James Harden value. But they got what eight picks basically. They got a future. I know. Let I know. Let or John trade for younger value pieces. They're gonna have a good team. Like right now, like five years. Yep. One thing I Jump say about up. the Rockets, they're always relevant. They might not always win. But they they hardly yeah like Portland, like, Portland. Say the last just like Portland they're always relevant Indiana too in the East always relevant yeah so they know how to keep it they know how to keep it in rotation and they got a bunch of draft picks so we gotta see what that leads to but um yeah so we got we got more serious topic to talk about today you know um. Let's give. I'm gonna. Give, I'm gonna give our audience some background, right? So, me, Carlton, I went to school or high school, the Eagle Academy for Young Men, with Rodney, right? So, me and him, we know each other from way back when. Um, me and Myron, we went to college, Mercy College together. So I know him. I want to say way back when, but well, we know each other for almost like ten years now, right? So. You know, but the thing is, Myron and Rodney mm-hmm. don't really know each other too well. So we came up with a good idea on creating this topic to, you know, not only let our audience know who we are and how we were raised, but also for all of us to get to know each other a little better. Right? Sounds good. So we're going to dive into some childhood stories. You know, a little bit trace what we admire of our parents, what, what things we wish our parents differently. Um, anybody want to start this off? Myron? Uh, uh, I'll start if you want to. Um, uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, well, yeah, so I'm an only child. So I know you was born in the Bronx, my mom. Born and raised here and stuff like that. Um, so. Gotcha. Born in uh, born in Manhattan, raised in the Bronx. Yeah, up in Manhattan. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much just grew okay. up like you know. I didn't really have siblings. Like you know, I had no siblings. Uh, my dad was never around. Well, not never around. He was there in the beginning, then they left. You know, mm-hmm. their problem, not my problem. To be honest, I stay away from that. Um, I mean, at, yeah, at the end of the day, like, my mom and my dad got divorced, but I had nothing to do with that, so... And they didn't make it seem like it, which is, like, a, I appreciate a lot. Um, 
because yeah like that's something yeah. yeah like i'm involved in that but it's not like my issue you know that's their issue so i appreciate that um oh yeah so it was just me and my mom alone for a long time um uh uh i looked up to like my mm-hmm. fa- my dad my father figures were my uncles gotcha. and stuff like that my siblings were my cousins who were always around um and yeah, like I didn't, I really, I didn't really have issues uh growing up because like since being an only child, like um my mom like you know, uh I don't want to say spoiled, that's that, yeah, that's like, that that's single child, child like, you know I got I kind of got everything I <laughs> so they got everything exactly I I like yeah like so I kind of yeah I, I I low-key got everything I wanted like most of the time to be honest and uh, so I couldn't I couldn't really complain it was only rough when I became like you know older and like I was in school um you know. My mom um, tried to like you know typical like single Spanish mom like you know not uh not coddle me but just like you know try to keep me as safe as possible and I appreciated that but there were just certain things where like it was just overbearing and like I understood where she was coming from don't get me wrong but it was just one of those things like yo like lay off on me a, a, a little bit because it's not like I'm doing anything wrong like. I will understand if I was like just a, like I was a train wreck and just going down this bad path, but I was never a guy who did that. Like I was always a straight A student. Um, I did what I was supposed to do. Um, you know, I ended up going to college. I was, you know, like I did everything. I, I did everything right, while also trying to learn. You know, like at the end of the day, like right. you got to do what's right by you, and you also got to grow and learn these things. Like you know, like that's what that's a part of life. Like being a teenager, you got to juggle a bunch of things, right? So. Yeah, it was just kind of hard because my mom would, like, you know, try to, like, keep me, like, close in. I remember, funny story, I remember my mom used to, like, yell at me for coming home. Like, you know, we, I I was I went to Catholic school, so, like, I, you know, went to Catholic school, like, I went in a typical day. Then, like, afterwards, I would, like, you know, we were hanging out. Oh, Scanlon. On the Wendy's and stuff like that. Shout out to Scanlon. You know, went, and all that stuff in Casa Hill. Yeah, so. What happened? Yeah, I went to Scanlon, yeah, off the hutch. Um... I would go, you know, everyone, the meetup spot was either Wendy's on Castle Hill, Barchester, we hang out by the train station, or whatever, or we go <laughs> on Fridays, I'll meet up with some of my friends. <laughs> what the, yeah, <laughs> yes it was, it was either us or the St. Raymond's kids, bro, so, because St. Raymond's was like on Castle Hill, so they would come and like, link us, you know, like, every, right. like, when it comes to Catholic schools, like, everyone knows each other, it's like a tight, like, group, even though we went to different schools. You knew someone in every other school or something. But I remember um, just hanging out with, like, eat lunch or whatever, you know, like, just hanging out, or, like, whatever. Or I would go to a friend's house. And I would never forget my mom used to yell at me because I'm like, yo, why are you, why, like, why are you coming home? Like, you've been out all day. And I'm like, yeah, I was at school. And I just went to hang out and came home. So she was literally <laughs> yeah. thinking, like, I was doing something all day or whatever. She made it seem like I that, at least. <laughs> So, yeah, it was... It, yeah, like I wasn't even I wasn't even doing anything. And like I said, like I would be the guy like person like once I came home, I would do what I have to do for school. Which honestly, like to be honest, like school like, high school was so long ago for me now that I don't even remember even doing homework to be honest. But I did it because I passed, right? So <laughs> but uh but yeah, I would come home, do my homework and then play Xbox and that's it. And wake up and do the same thing the next day. So I would never understood why she was like always like on me and on me. And I know it was to try to get me on the right track, but I was never like, a kid to deter. Like, you know, like I was, I knew yeah, what sure. I wanted to do and I knew what, what I had to do. What were you into? Your interests. Yeah. Oh, the same things I am in now, bro. I'm a giant kid. My girlfriend calls me five. She calls me five years old to this day. Because <laughs> nothing, yeah, nothing's changed. Like I got like, I was always like, um, growing up, I was, um, 
like into the comic things, the cartoons, uh, the video games, you know. It was only like when I got a little bit older and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do is so when I got to like the film stuff and I started looking into that and like into that world and like started looking at movies differently. And so, yeah, like, nothing's changed. I literally from then until now, like I still have, I still watch, the, you know, we, we just talked earlier about the, you know, Marvel stuff. Like, I was, like that's like near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I literally collected comics for a little bit because that's something I always wanted to do. And I remember when, like, DC had, like, restarted, like, their rebranding thing, the New 52, and it was, like, coming out with number one issues. Me and my friend Caesar, we went down to, like, the comic store we had noon, and we were going there every week to buy the issues and stuff. Because that's something, like I said, I always wanted to do. I bought, like, the, the, the figure, the figurines. I have, like, Batmans and stuff like that. And, like, I go to the Comic-Cons. Um, yeah, to be honest, it, it went from, like, um, me liking all these things as a child and wishing I could do, like, growing up with the wrestlings and growing up with the comics to finally being able to, like, oh, I can finally right. buy my own comics. I could go to these wrestling shows. I could go to the Comic-Cons because I have my own money now and I can spend it. So, yeah, like, like that's like, honestly, that's just me in the back. Like, you yeah, name it. I, I used and, to get uh, mad at uh, money because he always like, come back or watch or have something to say about tell me when he get tickets. I'll be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Bro, those are so hard. To, you you want to hear the trick about getting tickets? Shout out to um um Alan and Raul, Raul um my uh my best friend sees his uh, girlfriend and uh Alan his sister. So they doing work or whatever, they would literally wait um uh like uh for example, like last year would be like they will log in to the website to buy the tickets and they'll make the virtual queue. As soon as they get a oh, chance okay. to buy, one of them will text me, Okay, how many tickets you need? How many this and now? And I'm like, Oh shit, how many tickets we need? Oh, okay, I need go, who's going? Okay, cool. And not, and they'll just buy it. I'll send them the money and they'll, they'll put gotcha. the name, the, the ticket in their name and that, they'll just transfer it later on. Cause, cause, um, I will try, but like sometimes, you know, like I wouldn't be, make the queue or I'll be too behind or they'll get before. Me. I, here's a fun story. I remember doing a uh, comic online. Um, I don't know how long ago this was now. It probably had to be like five, five years ago or something like that. But it was like one of these stores in Manhattan were doing like a, okay. um, a, uh, a sale in the morning for the tickets. We made the line, and we were kind of close to the beginning of the line, so we weren't too far, so it was a perfect spot. But we literally stood there all night. Like, this is spring, New York spring, so it wasn't too cold. So we just stood the night, and we just chilled there and made the line and waited to buy tickets all night. I'll never forget, cause, forget that because I kind of <laughs> broke night. I didn't sleep because I was not going to sleep on the side. No side. Well, fuck out of here. So <laughs> even if we had chairs and shit, I was not sleeping on the line. And, um, um. Me and my friend Steph, she was there. She came to hang out. Um, she wasn't even buying tickets. She just came to hang out. She was just ch- chilling. And we <laughs> vibe with all these nerdy dudes in the line. We were playing um, Mario Kart on the DS and all that stuff. And they were chatting and all that stuff. Um, I went and took a walk. I walked from, that was on 42nd and, and 6th, I believe, or 5th or something, that store. And we ended up walking down to like 23rd just to walk. And it was like literally like 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning in New York City. It was like literally quiet, right. somber, and. What's <laughs> going on? Yeah, New York City, quiet. I, I know. Uh, and yeah, it was dope. It was dope. It was dope. It was dope. Like experience. Because as soon as we bought the tickets, we bought them, came back home, Listen, and I knocked out. Next time, <laughs> whoever whoever buying them tickets, right? Make sure you get me one. How much right? are the tickets? How many days ago? Uh, it depends on like um. It depends on how many days you go and stuff like that. So they used to do like a three day ticket, and there will cost like maybe like eighty dollars, but you get to go all three days. And but now they separated that because they, they trying what the, to happen is they're trying to limit the scalpers because there will be so many people just 
buying a shit ton and then flipping them for mad money. So what they did now, yeah. So what they did is like they were separated the days and like uh, all that stuff. So like typically for like let's say if you want to go on a Friday, you pay like maybe um fifty sixty dollars, and then um uh for Saturday, which is their biggest day because that's the first day of the like not the first day of the weekend, but that's like the first day everyone can go and like and whatever. And it's like a, the long the days are longer no uh are longer there. We'll probably pay like maybe like seventy to eighty dollars. Um, so if you want to go all three days, you're gonna have to pay. I mean, like, I've never been into like, like comics heavy, but, but that's something I just wanted to go to see what the experience is like. Nah, bro. Honestly, it's become more of a um. It's become more than that. What Comic Con is is just like this giant um. It's a, it's still a, com- a comic convention at the end of the day, right? Like all this nerdy stuff is going on, but it's become such a a culture thing where it's like, okay, we know people are gonna go here, we're gonna show you this and stuff like that. And all this is like, it, there's gonna be something for everybody at Comic Con now. It's just yeah. not like the nerdiness and stuff like that. That's there, but it's yeah. just more don't they than that, they talk about video games and shit too, right? Like, and not and uh, they talk about video games. They talk about something they tell them. They'll bring guests down. They'll probably bring people on to do stuff and shit like that. Wrestlers there um, there's always right? like giant Yu-Gi-Oh tables there playing. Like there's a bunch of stuff. And then wrestlers over there just signing on autographs. Yeah, like that's that. crazy. Just, it becomes just such a cultural thing. And um, one of my favorite, my one of my favorite things to do is um, that Caesar, uh, my friend Caesar, put me on. Um, he um, he likes going to like uh, the artist alley, which is like artist alleys where they have like um. Either the comic right, like uh, comic artist, or people who want to be artists who have a a good following, they buy a booth and they sit there at a booth and they literally like chat with you. Um, uh, you could buy some prints of their work, or you can ask for um commissions of the work. So if you like that artist's art style, oh, like, cool. hey, can you draw me this? And they'll you pay the money and they'll do it for you. Yeah, so I remember like I'm staring at it right now. I bought some uh. Cards nice. and uh, um, uh, a little like a postcard of the fiend of some lady that she that she drew and she had prints. I'm like, well, how was the print? She's like, oh, like five bucks. All right, cool. Let me get one. And I have it right here on my whiteboard. And she was into wrestling herself. I remember that was the year um him and Seth Rollins were gonna fight in the in the, in the hell cell. We talked about <laughs> yeah. it. She was like, who do you think is gonna win? And I'm like, I hope it's the fiend. It's probably really gonna character changes they had or evolutions. Character evolutions. I wouldn't even say change. That's just the evolved yep. character of who he was. That's dope. Um, is there anything you did mm-hmm. you want to did you want to go spread or should I go? You want me to go? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead. All right. Well, you know, I was born born and raised. I can't say fully raised in the Bronx, New York, but I was I was you know I was born in the Bronx. Um, I think at the age of ten. I moved down to Florida, lived a year in Orlando, and then one year in Ocala. Came back to New York at the age of 12. Basically lived here ever since, you know, despite like a year away in college and another semester away in uh, the UK. But um, for the most part, um, I was raised by my mother. I was in the same, you know, it was me, my mom, and my sister, uh, you know, I have uh, several siblings, though. I have uh, three sisters, one brother, but I only, had, uh, only lived with one sister and my mom. Uh, my dad always been around in my life, though. Shout out to him. He always been around. But, um, you know, obviously it's going to be different growing up in that household with both parents versus one parent. 
you know, right. dealing with those struggles of financial issues, just different things for discipline. You know, I don't want to, I ain't going like, I ain't here to like make my uh, parents feel bad or nothing like that. But of course, you know, it, you know, certain disciplinaries, I, you know, I love, I love, I love being one mother for the fact that um, she, she allowed me to be more free. You know, I don't have no curfew. She, she spoiled me a little bit, bought me a bunch of video games. You know, she was a little strict. She, she, she did not trust the outside. She, you know, she grew up in the hood too. So she did not trust me being outside. She made sure I had everything I needed in the house. You know, she was just like your mother. Uh, Myron, <laughs> I remember one day I, I went, um, it was like after school. She never let me, like, I literally was not allowed to hang out. Like, you know, I could not hang out. So, like, one day I went out after school You're to a friend's yeah. house. It was like a couple of us. And we were just, we just, and this one live was still, I mean, live was still popular. We went just to play some live. And, you know, show out. Yeah, nothing even crazy. We were just hanging out. You know, it was like one day we had like a half day or some shit like that. Yeah, I didn't answer my mom's phone call for like an hour. Yo, she called me like five times, freaked out. And by the time I answered, I asked her what's up. And, you know, she was like, oh my God, blah, blah. You selling drugs or something? I'm like, what the hell? That's what like, she said. Yeah, like. Yeah. Bro, my mom, my mom used to do the same thing. She used to think I was doing the most, the most yeah, things. Like, you know, it would be the out. craziest just, ideas. You know, I'm come like, with the bro, craziest fucking the ideas of what might happen. What what could be happening and shit like that. So, I mean, that was one of the things that was just like, oh, my God. And by the time I went to college, I'm telling you, it was like complete. I went away to college my first year, my freshman year. You know, I, I was, you know, drinking and partying for the first times and just having fun, you know, that I never knew I really could have had. You know what I mean? So, like, it definitely opened my eyes. I was like, man, obviously, I ain't, you know, I ain't going to say I wish I was drinking younger, but at least just being more sociable, um, you know, as far as, you know, my dad, like, you know, what was good about him, he was real um, disciplined, you know, uh, as far as different things. Like, I, I wish I was uh, listening to him more about, you know, you know, consuming food and, like, being healthy with that, you know. Uh, I remember it was, like, a couple of years I lived with my dad, you know, once I came back from Florida. And um, I, I got I got real slim, and I was getting in shape. I was playing basketball. He, you know. He made sure I didn't overeat stuff like that. And then anytime I go and see my mom, my mom's like, "Oh my god, like, are you okay?" Like, Is my son eating? Yeah, they feeding you. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the difference. My mom will fucking fill my plate up, make sure I'm like full, <laughs> and my dad just make sure I eat enough. You know, shit like that. Um, you know, he, you know, he taught me basketball. I love basketball. He was like my first teacher in basketball. He's the reason why I even have a jump shot. <laughs> and anyone said me shoot, I could shoot, you know what I mean? But um besides that, you know, the only thing I regret I would say is like, you know, but you know, I wouldn't say too much regret because you know, I have multiple siblings, all different, you know, parents. So but like of course it would be good to like have your parents in the same household just so you can have that that good balance. There was no balance, but at the end of the day, they all did their you know, their best job raising me. Um, you know, college graduate, high school graduate. Uh, I got to travel to five different countries. I got to play ball not only for for my teams in the school, but you know, teams in the city. Also got to play for teams across seas and, you know, professional a little bit. So it was uh they did a great job and also got to work for Comedy Central. Shout out to my cousin Rocky for for landing that for me. Appreciate that. And um you know, I'm here now. Oh, yeah, I don't think I said this, but I'm African-American. You know, I look really black. You know, I'm a big black guy walking around the streets. So, 
You know, most people might see me intimidating until they have a conversation with me and realize I'm a cool ass dude until you piss me off. But it's, um, you know, that's how I was growing up. Uh, you know, obviously growing up in the Bronx, you get a little poverty stricken. You know, you got to go through stuff, especially when you don't have both parents in the household. So dealing with that, having to struggle, having to like, you know, work your way up. Like you say, you just, you just had to do what you had to do. You had to become independent. You had to, you had to go to school. You had to get a job. And at this point you had to like uh, provide for yourself and, and for your family at a young age where most people would uh, be privileged to like um, just live their lives, you know, make those decisions as what you want to do um, versus like what you have to do in order to survive, you know, but uh, I can't really regret anything growing up besides me fracturing my knee fucked up my basketball career (laughs) (laughs) what else were you into besides basketball um growing up besides basketball I mean honestly I was heavily into basketball and and outside selling drugs apparently (laughs) wow well first and foremost let me put this out there I never sold drugs (laughs) in my life never never did that okay um (laughs) but uh yeah, yeah. I mean, basketball, video games has been big interest for me. Um, wrestling. Well, back to video games. Uh, shout out to my my cousin Tyrone. Uh, he bought me my first Xbox and Halo, and he, and and that's like that broke the door for me. Yeah, because you know, as a kid, obviously the go game. You know, everyone got the Halo PlayStation. Play like the Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, because you're a kid, you just play what you do. Yeah, but like you know, mm-hmm. once you mean you know high school times and stuff like that, you become more in your interest in different video games, and that's when my video game mean expansion extended. Uh, I'm also like a little bit of anime. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm too much of an anime freak. I watch Naruto, some Bleach, and shit like that. Um, what else? I mean, I like I like entertainment production. Um, as you see, we doing this podcast right now. This is a big passion of mine. I get to speak all the time. You know what I mean? You know, anyone like knows me knows I speak a lot. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to get into a little bit of acting, and uh, I actually have some stuff on YouTube already. I just remembered, yo, because that shit was from like when I was like 15. You know, working at uh, doing an intern at uh, City Hall and stuff. Uh, you know, and I did a little bit of acting gigs after after my internship and my little job at a Comedy Central. I worked at a what's this shit called? It was called the Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. Uh, and did a little acting gigs with some of the interns I was with. It was, it was pretty cool. So I'm looking to expand that now more. You know, I did the management thing. I I was a boss. You know, I ain't gonna go into details all the companies and shit. But you know, I was a boss in some companies working for flagships. Had a lot of employees, did the corporate life. You know, it was fun, you know, being able to, like, not only just, like, feel like a leader, but having the responsibilities and the authority to be a leader. It felt great, but I'd rather do it at my own pace, you know. I'd rather do it uh, in my own company, not someone else's initiative. So that's why I'm here now at this point in my life trying to create that. What you got for me, Sprat? Oh, that was an interesting story. Yeah, I thought my mom was tough and uh, could be overbearing, but I've never heard <laughs> why you <laughs> uh, the the drug part. That both of your parents assume you guys are up to no good. Yeah, my mom. 
Yeah, bro, and it's complete difference. My bro, my mom, my mom used to infiltrate my phone, bro. Like I don't know how she used to get the numbers of my friends like, every time I was hanging out. If I didn't respond, she'd call. Nah, me. my mom, my mom never did that, but she was so, stop my like social yeah. media. Anybody who comments or I'm friends with, she would decipher and go through their pages. She'll know them more than I know them at that point. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I saw them on your page. I'm like, what do you mean you saw them on my page? But, yeah, she's, yeah. It's a lot of fears with, you know, some of these parents. They don't want to lose a child and shit like that. <laughs> no, which yeah, is understandable, but like, there's a way to do it. I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to die either, dog. So, like, oh, like um, one question before I get to my story: Where are both of your parents from, Carlton and uh, Myra? Oh, my mom's like straight from DR. Like, she came here in, like the what is it now, like? The 80s now? No, she had to come here before that. But she's been here for a long time, so she's pretty much. This is all she's known for half, like half, at least a, yeah. half her life, or more than that. Do it. Oh, my dad's from. Uh, he's from Honduras too. He's like he came over here too. I don't know when he came over here though, but I got. I don't know too much about my dad's side. I know I have aunts and uncles, but that like once he like uh, they separated and he stopped showing up. I just, honestly just yeah like, my, my own way. Well, I mean, my family up until what my my great grandmother, they were all um, you know, they were born here. But you know, my mom's side of the family from Barbados, uh, my dad's side of the family, um, from what I know, is basically from the south. You know, I I just had a conversation with my dad about this too, because um, I don't know too much more than like uh, you know, when you know around slavery and the time it ended, we were you know. That family tree ended in the south. I'm trying to know more about that, you know. So that's still yet to be known. All right, same here as far as family, south, southern roots. I guess with that, I'll, I'll jump into my story. So, um, uh, for those who don't know, I'm Rodney. Uh, I I have two older brothers, two older sisters. So I am the youngest of five. Uh, both of my parents, before they met each other, they already had one child of their own. Once they came together, they end up having uh, three kids together, including myself. Um, my dad's family, not really as close with my dad's family as I am with my mom, but what do I know of my dad's family? They're from here, and um, my grandmother's from Alabama, so we have, like, southern roots. Everyone on my dad's side, as far as, like, my uncles and aunts, they have, like, different uh, parents, so I'm not too sure where else my family comes from. Uh, my mom's side, her family is from Virginia and South Carolina. I've been to both and visited family in uh, Virginia. Uh, growing up as a kid, like, our, like, summer's vacations and, like, middle school and, like, elementary school was spent in Virginia Beach, you know, Hotels, going to visit my mom's family, and they're like real countryside. Not a lot of, um, you know, just deserted. A lot of little few houses, few people, a lot of fucking trees and bugs, which I fucking hated. And you know, New York City kids, <laughs> when you go down south, it's like, what the hell is this? And you know, you hear a fucking cricket. You know, I remember having to sleep in whoever's house we were visiting, I used to hate the fucking sound of a cricket or 
a fucking <laughs> some type of bug crawling up you. <laughs> yeah, the south, the south in New York City, is two different things. The city is different than the yo know, than the country. <laughs> That shit is a true difference. It's slower, quieter. <laughs> Definitely quieter. It's a lot more buggy. And I, yeah, that shit is wild. No, that's a fact. And, uh, I think it's just I, the rest I of the country, the sun, bro. Like, even Honestly. to this day, I'm not really a hot weather kind of person. But besides... You are born in the winter or the fall. Or the that's winter, true, man. yeah. I'm born in the fall, so yeah. So Scorpio all day. So, um, you're, born in that, you're born in that cusp. Right, like... Right before the winter starts. Right, right before it gets like freezing fucking cold. Yeah. Um, but uh, besides that, I love like being down south. Um, as a kid, A's and B's. Um, I remember being in second and third grade, and they wanted to like move me up to the next grade. Um, I remember getting. My- He's a smart guy. <laughs> 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 I, I believe my family used to, not my family, but my, uh, specifically my brothers and sisters used to call me that. Um, so, you know, I, I was the youngest. Of course, I was seen as like a mama's boy to like my brother and my sisters. Um, I did say I'm the youngest out of five. So I grew up in a household with one of my brother and my two sisters. Uh, my oldest brother, who's half Puerto Rican, uh, he grew up with his mom. Let me just put that out there. But uh yeah, that was me. Um I kid, uh smart throughout school. Um I was a skater, inline skater, rollerblades. That was my thing as a kid. So my sisters taught my brother and I how to skate. And from there it was like whenever we finished homework and it felt nice outside throughout the school year or even when summer vacation came. Once it was like 12, 12.30, we were grabbing our skates, running outside, calling our friends, come out, can you come out? And we was just always skating, skating, scooters, bikes. We was like rocket power, you know? <laughs> yeah. We was, we was like that. And I'm not going to lie, my, my brother, <laughs> this kid was just like, he should have been in the X Games. <laughs> this kid. <laughs> matter of fact, that was like our favorite fucking movie as a kid. <laughs> we just learned <laughs> <up> fucking <laughs> skating. And like my brother was that kid jumping off ramps, doing 360. I was I could do it, but I wasn't as fearless as him. I'm just like, let me assess the situation. Am I gonna hurt myself? That's my ass. Uh, let me see my brother go first, and then I'll do it. That, that was me. And, like, I remember, like, we would go to the park, and, like, we see the older kids. They're, like, jumping on the park benches, grinding. And we're just like, oh, teach us that. Like, how do you do that? And then, like, oh, um, how do you manual – how do you do a manual on on skates, on rollerblades? And they taught us that. That I You know how to do all that? Huh? You know how to do Bro, all that? Bro, yeah, with skates. I want to see that shit. Yeah. I, I see got, bro. And sometime I got both of y'all. I'm gonna buy because I <laughs> I plan on buying a new pair just to get back into it. Feel like a kid again. I got y'all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I seen I seen Scar too much to even try that shit at this point. <laughs> you remember that show? Scar. Scar. Yeah, on like MTV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's on MTV. Like, you trying oh, to trick this shit happens? I'm good. I, I was careful because you know. 
in a black home, you you come home with some shit like that, you are gonna be going to the hospital. Yeah, and get your ass beat. What the fuck were you doing? See, I'm in a Spanish phone. I remember, I remember I broke my hand in high school one time. Like I didn't know it was broken at the time though. I just know I hurt myself playing um flag football, and my hand was sore. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just, I think I'll just feel better afterwards. Couple of days passed, like yo, my hand's still sore. I can't remove it. I was like, you be alright. It wasn't until like I accidentally bumped my hand into a wall, and that shit hurt like fucking hell. That they decided to take me to the doctor, and I got a cast and all that shit. Well, I didn't want to. Listen to me. Yeah, our parents come from that generation you know, where they just making shit up. Uh, walk it off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were like into like I remember there was this one time these kids from like. I don't know, in my area, but, like, from a different block, they came over. They was just like, yo, set up a ramp, and we could just go at it. Your guys against our guys. And we was just, like, set the ramp up in front of my house. We were jumping over, like, uh, remember, like, those cases that, like, like Coca-Cola cans used to come with? They don't, they don't package them like this anymore. But we used to, like, stack up crates, jump over crates, see who could do the best trick. Like, we used to, like, do that as a kid. I was, like, probably, like, the best time of my childhood. That and, like, Virginia Beach, being in Virginia Beach. Um, I didn't start playing. So, the first sport I started playing, like, actual sport, was baseball. One of my neighbors, he had two sons around the same age. Mm. He used to uh, – Tell my mom, like, hey, I, you know, they're good kids and they know my son. You know, can we, can I, you know, play baseball with them? He taught us how to play baseball. And from my knowledge, um, I remember he was telling us, like, we got, like, uh, like a first official game or exhibition game coming up, like, on this upcoming weekend. And I remember, like, going to his house and nobody was there. So after that, like, we never played baseball again. <laughs> um. So I started playing basketball in fifth grade. And my dad was a, a basketball fan. By the way, I grew up with both parents and in a home. I noticed that was different from my story compared to the both of y'all stories. Um so my dad was into basketball, big Michael Jordan fan, big Tim Duncan and the Spurs fan. Um you know, he tried to teach us the game. Uh, my brother was always more flashy, offensive-minded. I was more about defense, the intangibles. And, like, That's a fact. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't always hit every shot, but my dad just loved that, like, I put the effort in. And my brother, you know, could just nail every shot. And my father was just like, you got to play defense. Like, <laughs> like, <they don't> <laughs> defense. like, that was my dad. And my dad had like that old school <laughs> Derek Fisher jump shot. So he was shooting. I'm just like, you know, I don't know nothing much about basketball, but I'm like, that just looks weird the way he's fucking shooting it behind his head. And then like while I'm learning basketball, like obviously I can't shoot the fucking ball with the ball behind my head like my father did. But uh he had hang time on that jump shot. Like he shot like Derek Fisher, but his hang time was like <laughs> like oh. fucking, I don't know, Kobe Bryant or something like. It's like, yeah, that Derek Fisher jump shot was serious. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad would nail that shit, and I'm just like, what? And I like, even as I got older and I try to block it, I was just like, I'm, I'm getting taller, I'm, I'm getting a little longer now. I'm gonna be able to block it. I'm on my way down, and he's still in the goddamn air, releasing that goddamn ball, and I'm just. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, got to basketball around fifth grade. <laughs> really started to, like, watch it and whatnot in 2003. And I think that's the All-Star game that was in Atlanta. KG won MVP. When I seen him play, it's I was Right, because Vince Carter gave him yep. the starting spot. Jordan Saska. Jordan right. So I remember watching Kevin Garnett, and I'm just like, who the spot, fuck yep. is this? Tall, linky dude. I was just like, all right, I'm tall. I ain't dark skin like him, but I'm like, I'm long. I'm like, who is this fucking guy? Like, And I was just like trying to look at the back of the jersey, 21, Garnett. So I was a Kevin Garnett fan from there. Um. Middle school, what was I? Yeah, started playing basketball in middle school. Um, I even like joined Junior Knicks in middle school, and the thing my brother hated, and another one of my friends hated, it was like when we go to the park and we're playing these same fucking kids. You play, you play your game, you play serious, but when we're fucking in the school and we're playing Junior Knicks with the jerseys on, you act like you don't know how to play. And it's like, and my brother, my brother used to get on me. He was just like. Like, yo, you <laughs> act like you don't want to play or you don't know how to play, but we play these same fucking kids outside on the weekends in this park and Soundview, this, and it's just like, you act like you know how to play. He said you, you play, you know, the way you should play, but, you know, whatever. Um, by middle school, my sister, one of my sisters got me into, like, poetry, and, like, she forced me. She would have to write poems, and she was a uh, always into reading, real smart. Like this one sister of mine was like, "I'm speaking up, real fucking smart." Um, and I, I just sit there and listen to her poems when I didn't want to, and then eventually I like poetry. And if Carlton, I don't think you remember, but I I entered the poetry contest back in. I remember that. All shit. right, that's when I found out you was a poet. I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this thing is fire!" So I don't know if you remember. It was mad deep. We had a poetry club. It, it only lasted, like, ninth grade. Yeah, I, I remember that. So, uh, I met... I didn't meet Ryan there, but Ryan used to go... Um, I think... Jarrell... Rob... That's when they split up... That's when they split up the times, like, half the students come in the morning, half the students come in the afternoon, I right? think I think you're probably right. Cause yeah, matter of fact, yeah, by, the time I had the split, and I was out. by the time they did the split, yeah, we didn't have the poetry club, and it was dope because we had uh the guy from the hip hop group, uh, the corner. Wait, no, not the corner. Uh, what the fuck is the group name? They're in Commons video called the corner. I can't think of the group, but uh, we even made like a CD back then, and I remember like every week our assignment was like to come up with a certain poem around a specific topic. I remember we even had to do one around our like uh, zodiac sign or whatever. Um, fast forward high school, that's where I met Carlton. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carlton and I we met. I had a cast yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was crazy. You know what the fucked up part Week. was? It was five days. Five days before high school started, right? I went. I had everything. I had, you know, all your clothes, you know, your shoes. You had the fresh haircut. You got everything. You ready for school. You ready for your first day of school, right? And then I went to go play ball. Fractured money. I had to be in the cast for six weeks. I was tired. Jeez. 
it fucked up my chances of being on the basketball team that year. And I was already my, my coach already scouted me in that summertime too. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, he already came to a few of us. Yeah, you remember when we did the summer bridge? Or oh, whatever it was, that little five day thing. That. Yeah, so we played ball that like the last day and the coach was oh, there. Right, and he took me. Uh yeah, he took me. It was like it was a few of us. I think it was um I think Jeremy, Fabe, um Kadeem, me and I think Joe. Joe Hankins, yeah. and he was just telling us like, you know, he like our game. He wants he wants us all to try out, but then uh, I couldn't even try out because I was you know, fucking fractured my knee and I was in the cast during the tryouts. And then uh, there was like another six weeks after that to do physical therapy, and that shit was uh, you know they already had the team, so I had to wait till next year to play. That shit was the worst. And uh, I I let you tell the story how <laughs> that that one day you showed up. To- <laughs> When uh, you showed up with the without a late pass. <laughs> oh, yo! First of all, shout out to Miss McBride. She's one of the best teachers we could have. But um, yo, she was strict. Yo, it was like my first day. First and foremost, it was my first day. I can't take the stairs because I have a whole boo fucking cast from my foot to my thigh, right? Um, so I had to take the elevator, but the elevators weren't accessible to students. So I had to wait for someone to plug me into the elevator, right? So I go and take the elevator. I had to wait, you know, because this is <laughs> after lunchtime. You know, after lunchtime. So everyone going upstairs, I'm waiting for someone to let me on the elevator. Someone finally let me on the elevator. <laughs> after they let me on the elevator, I didn't even know where the fuck the class was. And no one was there to help me. So I'm searching for it, and I finally found it. And then this fucking teacher going to come and look at me with the only attitude, like, you're late. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, like. I got this cast on. And she looked at me like she didn't give two shits. And I was just like, wow. I was like, what did you... I was like, damn, son. Like, no break for nobody. Like, Yo, my, my boy was sweating. Like, you could tell. You guys, like, bagging it off his shoulder. <laughs> and she did not give two shits. It was, she's a nice lady, by the way. But she, that yeah, she's just really laughing. And I felt bad because everyone tone. started laughing. And I was like, wow. In his high school. I don't even remember that part. You know what was the worst part? You know what was the most embarrassing part about having a cast on as you're, like, in high school? Yo, they had to give me a short yellow bus, right, to take me there. So not only do I get taken on a short bus, and you know, no disrespect, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to feel disrespect for having to be on a bus for any disability, rather it be a physical or mental disability. But like growing up, you being on a short bus meant like a certain thing, right? And you getting ridiculed for it, right? So like, you know, being in high school and having that mentality, you don't want to be embarrassed. You know, I'm showing up to the to the front of the school. Mind you, it's mm-hmm. two high schools in one building. So I'm seeing high schoolers from LDJ and high schoolers from my high school all pulling up. And then here I come on this short bus coming and on this like, you know, a little platform on the um on a um, on the buses that I, like let you down for people who need like, you know, on the wheelchair or something. Yeah. That motherfucker taking me. So it's like I'm on this fucking stand being taken down for everybody to see on the short bus. I'm like, yo, this is so fucking embarrassing. I could not wait for that cast to come off and I could take the train like regular people. I'm like, yo, everyone knew who I was just because of that. Like, oh, you the kid in the cast. You was a kid in the cast. You was a kid in the cast. Like, yeah, I, no, you know what? I give you that because even though I didn't know you well at that time, man, like some kids would have just said, F this. <laughs> oh, they would have just like, nah, and I'm nah. pretty sure you had your days where, like, you know, 
it was just like, all right, Big enough fix. is enough. But like from the mm. outside looking in, it looked like you handled it wow, better than most people. Uh, I mean, because you know that goes back to my parents again. Like, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't want to, I, I can't blame them for what they did. You know, you know, whatever. Because again, the way how my parents were strict about school, like before that, I never missed a day of school. Like a hundred percent attendance all the way up until I had to miss the first three weeks because I couldn't I couldn't um get transportation to school because of my cast. And then once that was set, I was good. But like they always put into me like there's no excuses, you just have to go, you know? If you're sick, you go. If you're a little bit hurt, you go. So yeah, like that was just like I had to, I had no choice, you know. It was like shit. So that wasn't even a mentality like, oh, I'm not gonna go. I can't like that was not a mentality. That was like I have to go. I have no choice. I'm just gonna be embarrassed. So by the time when it was time for me to take that cast off, bro, I mean like I wasn't even supposed to. They was my mom was trying to get me like to take the bus for like another week or so. But I was like, nah, because I couldn't walk yet. Like I needed the crutches to walk still because I needed to like regain strength in my leg and all right. this other stuff. Like, yo, I yo, those those first few days, I'm like I'm doing my best to try to walk with no fucking <laughs> no crutches. I'm like, I'm not taking that bus. I don't want to take the fucking bus. <laughs> and once again, no disrespect to anybody fact. with any physical or mental <laughs> mental disabilities. Yeah, no disrespect to them because now I understand it. And of course, you have a mindset before you even know like what what it meant. But like, it wasn't even like people didn't have even mental disabilities. Like seriously, people who just needed a wheelchair, people who just hurt, you know, who just needed assistance being transported like it really had nothing to do with their capabilities and who they are as a that's person a so shout out to them that's a fact yeah i i'll never forget that day it's like oh poor kid like making fun of him laughing at him and this teacher is just like you still got to get a late pass or detention I was just like, yeah <laughs> like you asshole but <laughs> Set the tone. She probably did that. And I started learning this more too because I think Afria used to say it too. If you say, if you ask for like, if you ask for like a, a accommodation in front of everybody, then of course the answer is going to be no because then everybody thinks they can yeah. do it too. You know, so like her, she's like not going to give me a pass because then everybody else think they can make an excuse. And she's a woman too. Also. And she's a woman. So she, and you know how that was. You got to fucking stay in ground. We went to an all boys school. Right, and where it's just filled with a bunch of um, um, black and Latino males, and you got a fucking woman. And she wasn't even a big woman; she was a tiny woman. So she had to let down that authority, and she did a great she job. She did. She definitely did. But uh, yeah, we went to high school together, played a lot of ball together. Uh, yeah, those 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 yeah. runs during gym, me, you, Joe, Daryl. Uh, me, Joe, Daryl, Toby. If you're listening, I'm still down for that. I know y'all been talking shit for years. Man, we killed them then. We'll kill them yeah. now. I ain't even stressing that. They ran from the smoke years yeah. ago, so <laughs> that's the luck to them. See that they're doing their thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, graduated, and then that's when like my life took a turn after like graduation. Um, uh. I had switched schools. Uh, I ended up going to a uh, small school out in Queens, uh, York College, and I was having a lot of, I wasn't having a lot of family problems, but I was going to school, and my mom wasn't working as much due to uh, health issues, and I'm just like, all right, I don't really have the funds to go to school. Like, you know, just 
miscellaneous things, you know, just to have money in your pocket kind of thing. At this time, I did skip over the fact that my dad, my dad died in uh, 2006. So I was entering freshman. No, I was entering sophomore, sophomore. year. So my mom was the only person I could count on. So like my mind wasn't in like my education. I just like, that's all I kept thinking about. I was just like, damn, I'm like going to school every day. Like, I just felt like I was just like barely hanging on at that time. And I was 17 up to that point. I turned 18. And then back then, you know, it was kind of harder to find jobs at that age. Like you can apply everywhere, but you know, they wouldn't call you back or they just want some kind of experience. Nowadays, they're just like, all right, you 17, you 18, we'll, we hire you. You meet the requirements. Like, so um, yeah, I was dealing with that. And then I, God, oh, I had this lung issue that like sidetracked me for my entire uh, spring semester. Me thinking, all right, this is high school. Okay, let me do this assignment and I'll hand it to you. That shit didn't work. I don't know why I thought it would work, but nope, I got a few incompletes and whatever the fuck the grade is. I can't think of the other, the other term. And that, like, kind of messed with me mentally because I'm just like, damn, like, I've always did well in school, even if I had, like, a bad semester or one bad grade. Like, I always able to bounce back. And that, like, period was hard for me to bounce back because I was just like, damn, like, I feel like I didn't get, like, one goddamn satisfactory kind of grade because I was home for the entire spring semester dealing with the lung thing, and I just let it console me mentally. And then uh, eventually, a few years later, um, I, I did get my associates from another small school. I was transferring to a, a SUNY here in the city to finish up my bachelor's. But uh, by then, I had my two daughters. And, you know, other things in life got in my way. And I never finished my bachelor's. But there's still time left while I'm still breathing. And now, you know, I'll be 30 at the end of the year. I have two daughters. And my main focus is just finding a career. I'll just make me truly happy instead of just, you know what? I'm just here for a paycheck, take care of this bill. That's just not the way to go. Um, I have a few things lined up and I'm just keep my fingers crossed and put the effort and consistency in to make sure I achieve those goals. Um, that's basically my, my story wrapped up really quick. Um, I probably could get into some things a little more because you guys – didn't have both parents in a home. For me, it was I had both parents, but my mom was like the sole provider, the breadwinner. She was the disciplinarian. My dad did work too, but his his income wasn't enough. And that, you know, always caused problems. And the two, well, all three of us are in relationships and, you know, you push your partner to do better. But if someone doesn't want to do better for themselves, eventually, you know, it affects the relationship. And if you have kids, it can play, uh, uh, it can affect the kids also too. So there was always, you know, some back and forth about that. And as a kid, you look at it as like, damn, I just don't want to see my mom and dad argue. There was no physical fighting or anything like that going on. So um, as someone who's 29 now, you know, I understand it 
even better because I'm pretty sure either one of you wouldn't date someone or even have kids with someone who doesn't want to like progress. And you know, there's always going to be uh, forks in the road, but you got to you know overcome them. Yeah, and then especially the fact, Myron, you're the only child, so it's probably much easier from your mom compared to like me and Carson, where they have like multiple kids, older, younger. Yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't too bad to be honest. Right, same here. Like I, you know, what Um, I had noticed at a previous job is you really don't know how good or bad you have it until you hear other people's stories. So, um, even things I thought maybe I wanted that wasn't Mm -hmm. a necessity that, you know, as a kid, you feel like you was missing out on or whatever the case is. When you come down to it, when you was never homeless, clothes was always clean, always had a nice apartment, by the way, too. Uh, Yep. uh, This is not a knock to anyone, but when you come from our communities, everybody like assumes that you come from the projects or something like that. I never lived in the projects. Um, uh, my mom always had like she had like some pretty interesting jobs Same. too. So um, um, dad, so even though my dad wasn't like the breadwinner, he was definitely like everyone call him like the glue of the family because he always kept those good, enjoyable times with me and my siblings, you know, watching this or a funny story about that or let me teach you about this from back in the day. Like, you know, just what you're looking for as a kid. Just that, you know, quality time, whether it's watching a Mike Tyson fucking fight or watching the first win their championship, you know, you know things like that. Or even, like, my dad, he used to come outside, like I said, play basketball, skate, ride bikes with us and whatnot. That's cool. Yeah, my dad, he was real active um, going around. You know, he, he, like, knows everyone in his neighborhood. He used to volunteer at my middle school with me and my brother even, too. So, like, people know him as coach and Mr. Giles. And, again, he, like, an OG from the block. So, people come up to him with respect. (laughs) You know, he gives a lot of wisdom, you know, everything like that. So my mom, you know, she just a caring. She do she'll sacrifice anything and everything for you. She'll be broke, starving, and don't really matter as long. So children's good and everything else is good and you know, as far as she's concerned, everything is good. So shout out to the parents for that. Um you know, uh shout out to to y'all too for sharing your stories um and to your parents and everybody's families uh I'm just saying uh, thank you again for sharing hope you all learned something about each other today yeah I definitely right. did maybe maybe next yeah. time we'll share some embarrassing stories <laughs> yeah same same yeah yeah trust me this was, was just a, like a general we if we get into some real detailed stories shit <laughs> That's another that's another couple of hours. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have stories today. I don't want to share it. <laughs> Especially my um what's it called? I um, imagine. Yeah. You know what's my funny? Quirky ass? Yeah. So like me, obviously you know me and Mario know each other from college, like we already said, but like he got his own group of friends, man. I remember one day 
They all came to the store who I worked at. <laughs> and it was, like, the most fucking weirdest, diverse group of friends. But, you know, they all, like, knew each other from, like, <laughs> from <laughs> the ones from the Xbox. Like, Josh, you know. Wait, what friends were those? Yeah, like all these niggas. Oh, you talking Xbox about Josh and Amos and them, bro? Hell yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah. It was funny. Like I could tell, like just by the way they act and the energy they had together, like the fucking stories they should have, shit that you do, man. Bro, mind you, mind you, spread like, like they live in Florida, they don't live in like in New York type shit. Shout out, and I met. Up, um, Josh used to live here in Brooklyn, and then he moved. Be out to hoops. And then he met. Yeah, shout out Josh. Um, and then he um. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was open the other day. Tyreek told me, but that was back in October. Just heads up. Um, story for another day. Story for another day. Um, but yeah, so spread. He um, I met Josh through Xbox. We were back in the Halo days, back in wow. like OG Halo mm-hmm. days, like OG Xbox. Like this has to be like 2005 type shit. Um, he moved down to Florida, and then uh, he made friends with uh, all those Florida guys, like Amos, Carlton, uh, Nico, Aaron. Shout out to them, too. Um, and, yeah, so ever since then, we've just been cool. I met, jo- he, I met Josh for the first time. I think it was, like, in 2009. He came up. He was like, fuck it. I'm going to go hang out with you guys. I'm going to fly up to New York because he missed being in New York and just wanted to meet us for the first time. And, yeah, everything's history, bro. I, I go down and visit them. They come up here and visit us, and, yeah. And that was all through like the like Xbox. Like you can spend more time with each other on video games than they spend more time with their friends. That's funny. It's true though. One thousand fucking percent. (laughs) And then we have we have a chat called the Hoes. Yeah, we all we all we all have a whole title. Like I think I'm sexy ho. Josh is tatted ho because he got man uh, tats. Um, yeah, and then we just hit up each other on there, or we talk about like basketball or whatever, and we just hey, you gonna get on or whatever. They cool. They some dope people. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I can imagine stories we could we could share. But um, I think we cracked the code for today. Again, this is your boy Carlton. You got Rodney. You got Myron. We signing out for the day, and see what we gonna unlock next. Tune in. Peace. Big facts. Tune in for the next time. I'm not going to